How do you want me to introduce you? Kevin Moore, host of The Moore Show. Just Kevin. Kevin's fine. Kevin, host of The Moore Show, that's fine. <laughs> Just Kevin. Well, because most people are like, they're, they're such arseholes, some people are. They're like, well, they always say, I always get the thing, this host, that host, this host. I'm like, my fucking name's Kevin. You know, if you, I'll call you by your name, right? My name's Kevin. You know, when you want to call me the host, that's fine, but I, I am a person. Oh, it just really gets to me. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Rant, rant over. I always, I always start my day off with the nice emails that come through. You know, you're the devil. Uh, you know, you're this, you're that. I'm, I don't want to debate you spiritually. Oh, okay. So when I'm having my breakfast, it's, it's always like, okay, let's start the day off nicely then. <laughs> let's, let's go through the emails. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true that. It's true so that. You get, it's true so that. you get a lot of spam, do you? I get a lot of shit from people, yeah, yeah, not not major, but enough to you know to have one or two in the inbox per morning, at least one or two, yeah. yeah. Telling you that you're the devil. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. Or well, this is you're going to go to hell more on all this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I find it really funny because I'm sat with my family and I'm reading them out. I just <laughs> it's a funny thing to do in the morning. <laughs> Fan mail, yeah. <laughs> Let me show. You. Let me just share my hate mail today. I guess that comes with having a big platform because, you know, I don't have as big a platform as you. And I have rarely had, rarely had haters. I've had a few overzealous religious people telling me they want to save my soul. But (laughs) you know what I found? You know what I found recently? I've had a few people tell me that I speak over people and I totally do. And, um, And I, I, don't, I don't believe that, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I read people's thoughts, so I know what they're going to say, and people hate that. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> I had one woman, <laughs> one woman said something nasty, I remember. But, you know, I found that a lot of people have said nasty things, and by the time I've gone to read their comments on the YouTube, they've actually deleted it themselves. So they've kept watching the show, and they thought, well, maybe she isn't such a she isn't such an idiot after all and they've actually deleted their own nasty comment so it's really interesting yeah awesome Uh, no no listen i'm not special just because i've got a good microphone (laughs) but yeah Uh, darling you are special you're so special all right i am an average person living as an average soul i'm not special I'm, i'm just me pissing people off but that's good that's okay i know (laughs) Let's go for this. Let's... You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. Welcome to ATP Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, showing you how to accentuate the positive, the way to a better life. Your radio station is an example of the future existing right now. Hello and welcome to another hour accentuating the positive. I'm your host, Karen Swain. I'm a teacher of deliberate creation, a channel and a medium, channeling wisdom from my guides and broader perspective whom I've called blissful beings. 
Here on Accentuate the Positive, you'll hear conversations with open hearts and inspired minds. It's my intent to put more love out through our media. It's so important to have a media diet that uplifts you, empowers you, and reminds you of who you really are instead of a lot of the media that we get that puts you in fear. So this is why I present the show. I've got some wonderful guests lined up for you. Go for it. Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Cara and Swain. So great to have you with us again. And we have the delicious and the gorgeous and the not special and the special and the average and the not average, <laughs> Kevin Moore, host of The Moore Show with us today. We've been talking all about that. <laughs> You know, how do I introduce you? Oh, I'm just Kevin. Just call me Kevin. Just call me Kevin. But, uh, yeah. Just call me Kevin. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you so, so much, Karen, for inviting us. Well, this, this is our second attempt at this, right? And I really do appreciate you allowing me to come back on and to redo this. So thank you for that. Well, actually, I think this is like our fourth attempt. <laughs> Oh God, is it? <laughs> this is our second recorded second attempt. Recorded it's about attempt. our fourth attempt. Yeah. But listen, honey, you know, like you've been going through a few personal challenges and um, and it looks like you're through, you know, out the other side. You know, with everything that we go through in life, it's all about what's going on in our head. That's what's torturing us. It's not what's going on in our life. It's what's going on in our head about what's going on in our life and we could be homeless and have no money and have every disease known to man and we could still be happy because we have the power to do that. But um, what we do most of the time is we make the circumstances of our life dictate the circumstances inside between the ears and, you know, what happens between the ears dictates how we feel. And But uh, but you're looking happy, darling. You're looking happy and yeah, th- things are good. Things are good. I'm, 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 um, I'm three weeks away. No, no, two and a half weeks away from starting my Indiegogo campaign for the documentary I'm working on called "They Call Us Channelers," and I'm so excited to be to be about to 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 start that campaign where we're looking. So if you go to theycallushannelers.com, uh, you'll be you, you can donate now. There's ways to donate now through PayPal, but uh, from the 1st of September, what a plug this is, right? From the 1st of September, um, I'll be doing uh, the campaign to raise the remaining $15,000 that we're looking to put into this documentary. And I'm hopefully going to come see yourself when I come to Australia as well. And we're going to record something with yourself for the documentary. Uh, the whole documentary has gone through a whole shift of what it's about now as well. I've raised so far $9,000 for the documentary, which I was so, so grateful to raise that because that's allowed us to go into production Ooh. now. Uh, that's allowed us, because uh, if you go to theycallerschannels.com, the figures are on there now, the 9000 that we've raised. And that's come from private donations, just from me giving readings to people, uh, from um, some very kind people that, that, that feel the pull to want to help co-create this movie as well. Well, not movie, documentary. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm in a very different place to when I last saw, when I last saw you, God, I'm so glad you didn't release that video. (laughs) I mean, at this previous interview, it it was just, I was in a different place because, you know, things were tough then. I think we go through periods of tough things sometimes and we just got to keep going and break through it in the end. And that, I think if there's any lesson in what I went through or was going through and I've been going through for a while, I think it's just to keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's not a case of, well, if you do, you know, if you've been doing it and it's not working should you keep going it's well 
how much are you really enjoying it? Now, I could say to myself, well, maybe I was enjoying the pain, but I don't, I don't want to think like that because I've broken through now. And I tell you what happened actually as well. When, when I got the domain name channeling.com, that changed a lot of things. That was, I, God, I don't even understand how I've done the deal to get that domain name. Even sat here now, I'm like, how did this happen? And I'm so grateful for that domain name. Now, that changed a few things as well, because um, that then I realized that that was where the documentary is going to be hosted, that the documentary was going to bring traffic in for the uh, uh, domain name. The domain name was going to bring traffic in for the documentary. The book we're going to do, which is the, the book that's going to be the, the companion book for the documentary, will bring traffic in for both. And it all started to make sense. But then I realized, ah, just recently, the reason why I've got it, I think I, I think I know I said there in one breath, I don't realize the reason, but as these past few days, maybe week has gone past, or maybe a bit more, I have started to realize why I've got it. And the main reason I think right now, as we speak, the reason why I've got that domain name is I'm going to do the documentary from a very different perspective where we're going to ask the questions that I've never been asked before. And we're going to go beyond what we think we know in the documentary. Well, that's what I'm going to try to do. My thinking on the whole idea of channeling has changed. My idea about what this construction is has changed in the past few weeks. And I think even to the point where the group that I'm channeling called The One, they told me a few weeks ago that they're going soon and that when I go to America, there'll be a new group that I'm going to work with and there'll be someone that, someone that I'm going to meet that's going to bring this new group in for me and that's going to bring it in through a new dimensional channeling. I think they're with me already because my thinking has changed. Changed to the perspective of, you know, I'm asking crazy questions. Have I already passed on? Is this heaven? Is this some sort of... Uh, construction that I've made for myself to guide me on my process to heaven. So rather than just, you know, crossing over and there's harps and there's fluffy clouds and the big pearly gates of gold, you know, wanting to cross through, is this some sort of construction on, on my way to something else that I've made for myself? How many times then have I, am I saying to myself, have I lived this same life? potentially um also <laughs> other realities am i shifting between other realities so when i changed my reality on the last time that we spoke have i shifted into some other dimension some other reality is there infinite yes. numbers of me out there that i'm crossing and intersecting between so with this documentary yeah we're going to go beyond we're going to ask the questions what's beyond god you know is god faulty is god deluded am i deluded you know is there a bigger is, is this an illusion? Um, you know, I'm not saying these are the questions. I'm saying this is the angle. And I think for me to have the yeah. domain name channeling.com and to be going down the angle of not anti-channeling, but anti what we think we know, then that's the reason I think I've got it. Not to be a, a thorn in people's sides, but I don't want to do that. I know I'm going to upset some people, but it's to really start thinking beyond what we think we know because, and I'm going to carry on, just bear with me, because, you know, there's so many, I interview so many people, right, in one respect, or I have done, not, not well, I don't want to seem egotistic there, but I have, right, and they all say the same thing, you know, even the near-death experiences say the same thing, and I'm sick to death of the same thing, I'm like, it's beautiful up to the level that the soul's at. But what about souls that want to see? I, I think work is timeless and I think books, people's books are timeless. I'm not, I'm not he's sat here trying to take people's work away from them. I'm saying at the framework that the soul's at, that works. What's beyond that framework? What's beyond? Is there another framework beyond that which we know? Finished. Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want to explore some of those questions because I think they're fabulous. 
You know, when I was speaking to, I think, look, the reason that you were upset before, you said I've went through a really hard time because you have a big dream and, and people with big vision, you know, when it's not looking like you have, you know, you've got the vision inside what who you are, what you want to do, what you want to contribute to the world, when it's not looking like you can fulfil your vision, that's when you feel really bad, especially when it's, especially when it's your calling, do you know what I mean? Here's the thing. When I broke up with my second husband, I was so beating up on myself. I'm a loser. I'm helpless. I'm hopeless. How can I help anybody if I can't even get it together with a second husband? This is my second husband. I was really beating up on myself like I'm just useless. I've got to get a real job. I've got to stop seeing clients because I can't even help myself, let alone help somebody else. And I was so depressed. (laughs) And I thought I was depressed because he left. I was depressed because I wasn't doing why I came to earth, like what I was supposed to do. I got a job for one week in a real estate agent as a receptionist and I just hated it. I actually liked talking to the people and I couldn't believe people work like that because I hadn't worked like that for years because I'd been seeing clients and mm-hmm. I think was it before I had the show. I think it was before I had the show. But that feeling of devastation when I came out of it was not because my husband left me. It was because I thought I couldn't do what I came to earth to do. And that felt devastating to me. And I think that's what you went through for a little while. You were thinking that you couldn't get it, you know, get like, who am I? What am I doing here? How does it look? You know, shall I do the show? Can't get the money for the documentary. And like all these questions up in the air. And I think that's why you felt so bad. But you've come through it. Yeah, I think as well, being honest with you, it's also, you know, doing this type of work, it's it's been not easy to make a living from. And I I think I wasn't willing to want to ask for help. And I think... That was a big one. Yeah, and I think when, when you're w- willing to accept help from people that want to donate to you, hence we've got $9,000 worth of donations so far just for the documentary, I think that made a big difference. I think as well... You know, I've had to say to myself, this is not the only work I want to do. There's other work I want to do, the work that will actually probably make my money. And, you know, I've ha- I'm having to separate myself right now from this work and, and, and do something else on the side. I'm not talking about, you know, getting a job elsewhere. I'm talking about doing something extra that's a bit different to, to this work. So I'm about to start a new series uh, towards the end of this year where I'm interviewing influential YouTubers and stuff like that from a spiritual perspective. I'm also starting doing a top fact video, something I should have done a long time ago, uh, something I've, I, 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 w- I enjoy, would enjoy doing. And it doesn't have to be what we think it is all the time. So I, would, I wouldn't say this would be my part-time thing, but this is something that um, I, I've just had to balance it a bit more. If that helps anyone, you know, that we, you know, that's going through, you know, something difficult and, you know, it doesn't, you know, what we think it has to be doesn't always have to be, it's not always that, do you know what I mean? And we've just let it just flow and just go with something that we feel that we would enjoy doing. Well, here's the thing. I mean, life is all about how you feel and how you feel is usually dictated by what you're thinking. And how you're thinking is usually dictated by what you're living and what you're looking at. If we could understand that, you know, our vibration is dictated by where we place our focus, internal focus, not outward focus, but what we focus on internally. Yeah. Like, you know, when the shit's hitting the fan, you just go, okay, so this is supposed to happen. It's teaching me a lesson. 
I've got to focus on what the lesson is and not focus on the problem. How am I expanding through this? What am I learning about myself? You know, focusing, accentuating the positive. That's why I call it that my show. And that's, and most of us focus on what's going wrong and not how it's actually helping us. Because usually what we do is when we look back in hindsight, like when I look back on breaking up with my husband, second husband, the first time, I saw what a powerful lesson that was and how beating up on myself was was useless, but how that was creating so much pain. Mm, and that's mm. what I think the most amount of pain that we can feel is when we beat up on ourselves, when we tell ourselves we, we can't get what we want, yeah. we're useless, we can't have what we want. Yeah, and I think just thinking about what you're saying there, I remember you said to me before, um, you said that, that people that, that are doing this, the type of works that we are, you know, even publicly where you're, you know, you're kind of on the cutting edge of, you know, what is this reality and everything else and you're interviewing people or you're having a spiritual awakening in a sense and people going through a spiritual awakening will, re- will, will know what I'm on about. You know, uh, you said as well that it, you, you go through the hardest lessons sometimes. If, if you're going to go Absolutely. out there and teach, I think that's what you said, if you're going to go out there and teach, then, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to have gone through the, 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 some of the cleansing yourself, right? <laughs> and I think that's it pulls in a lot, a lot of that. And I think what I just said there about, you know, I'm doing these other side things, you know, even thinking about it, I think, I think if I, if in a couple of years time, I may, I'll probably do these side things just for now, right? But in a couple of years time, I think if my, if I had one passion, it would be to get into TV work, uh, conventional TV yeah. work. And I think that that's, you know, that's something because, well, so I think we, you know, we, we've all got something inside that we know is our real calling, but it, it's an A to B to C situations get there. Maybe logically, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think conventional TV is going along the Netflix type line because the, the television's connect, connected to the internet now. So, you know, normal conventional channels, when I I don't know what it's like in the UK, but when I put on television, they still pump out so much, <laughs> so much rubbish. Even when they try to be positive, they're still pumping out fear-based messages. Fear. It's fear. It's all fear. Every commercial, it's all based on fear. Mm. And I look at it, you know, I look at normal television, everything, mm. and it's it's kind of hard to watch. So if someone like you could sort of inject some different perspective into that well, TV I, arena. I, but... I'm on about an, an, an Oprah-based show. That's what I'd like to do, an Oprah-based show, where it's more, you know, a lot, a lot of TV execs will say out there, that's down, Kev, we're not interested in that kind of stuff, but I'm interested in that. And, you know, just people... Well, you've got an Oprah-type show. So well, have I. We've got Oprah-type shows. I, They're I, just not in a studio. I, 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 not these subjects. I would go for uh, real, real lives and interjecting spirituality into real life inspirational stories. I, I would move away from from this and keep this on the platform. I've got it, and I'm talking about the, the people who are switched off and are not aware of this greater reality. And being around those people and, and injecting my spirituality into their stories as well and, and, and trying to, you know, crowbar some of that experience out of what they've gone through as well to show others that there's a there's a better way. And I think that's what Oprah did. And uh, whether they, you know. She did. Yeah. She really did. She really did. Yeah. I'll never forget. Um, you want to wake people up. I'll never forget a, a, an episode. I used to love watching Oprah when I was in my, I don't know, early 30s, I think. There was a woman that was really grieving because her daughter had been brutally murdered and it was like 20 years ago and she had some spiritual teacher on it. might have even been her favourite, you know, what's the guy that does the seat of the soul? Uh, Zucroft, Gary Zucroft. Oh, yes. Right. Might have been Gary. Mm-hmm. 
And it might might have been somebody else, but anyway. And this woman was talking about the tragedy and this teacher said to him, to her, you know, how how old was she when she died? And she said like 26 or something. And she said, and her murder happened in a nanosecond and you've spent the last 20 years focusing on that one moment when she was murdered and not the beauty of the 26 years of her life that you could focus on with so much joy. You know, you keep focusing on one moment that has destroyed the last 20 years of your life instead of all the other 26 years. And she just went, she just had this amazing epiphany and she just went, oh, my God, I've never thought about it like that. Those aha moments. I love those aha moments. I I remember before leaving to move to Amsterdam when I moved over there to do something completely different, right? And I had this dream. I had this dream. And I saw myself in in, uh, in in an audience. I was I was in the audience and I wasn't thinking about any of this, far from it from what I was about to go do, right? I was in an audience and this voice said to me, do you want to know what, uh, uh, do you want to know what you're calling, what passion, purpose feels like? That was it. Do you want to know what, per-? and I was like, yeah, go on then. The next minute I was the guy that was doing the interview of, of, from, from being in the audience. I was the person that was in the, in, and it was me interviewing the people. And oh my God, I've never felt anything like it in my life I, I that really was purpose and it just felt so amazing to be the person that was interviewing them and sharing those stories on that bigger stage but it just just to be sharing their stories it wasn't about the the ego side or anything like that but I but then I got to feel I got to feel that actually oh I was well off and everything else but this is what was really important to me this show and 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 it was like this and the voice whatever this voice was right was like this is what purpose feels like and the next minute bang i woke up and i was like no whoa 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 i've i've left that life behind you know because i did a bit of tv work on on uk tv i was like i've walked away from that i said to myself no more conventional tv but in the end as the time's gone on and even telling the story now it's like no i'm i'm gonna go back into that i I am so you know if you can if people can find their purpose and it's it's not an easy one sometimes, but I think it's living what you love to do now, and then something breaks somewhere, and then little specks. It, it does, doesn't always come to you in the way you think it's going to come to you. You just have to keep going forward in whatever you're doing now. But doing something, even if it's part time, doing something that you enjoy on the side, that's maybe different to your main job as well. Something that you love. Yeah. Well, I love that story. Look, I I think it can't happen soon enough, actually, because, you know, even though there is a lot of people on the internet watching, getting their content from the internet, there are still billions of people watching mainstream TV and it just cannot be transformed quick enough as far as I'm concerned. It just cannot be transformed quick enough because... It's such a powerful hypnotic tool. Well, it's what is so powerful. What, what is what is behind the 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 idea of keeping us suppressed? Then I think that's the thing, isn't it? What why would why 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 is it because you know we are addicted to not wanting to wake up, right? So that we're in this cycle because the souls choose to come down here to have contracts and everything else. And if it was all a wakey wakey wakey, then hang on a minute, I ain't going down down there because I'm not going to get out of what you know this situation i don't want to just be awakened and live a life of bliss i i want i want the turmoil i want the conflict i'm a soul that dies you know it needs that so badly or you could say to yourself how many times have we has this universe repeated how many times have has our soul consciousness that it is in this moment now come into this present moment now i'm not taking away past lives or future lives 
I think our soul splits into a, an, an infinite number of aspects, right? So there's aspects of us living the past lives, but that's not the current aspect we are right now. We are right now this aspect. How many times has this aspect lived this life? How many times? And, and, and then you get to, well, maybe if, it, if it's in a finite amount of times, like Groundhog Day, what are we not getting? Yeah. So maybe when we talk about awakening, maybe it sounds pretty boring from the perspective of just living on a world without no drama because drama equals conflict and drama is addictive and it's beautiful and it's, it's so much fulfillment that comes from learning from that. But maybe what the message really is, is we've been doing this many times and actually it's like the film The Matrix where Neo tries we to wake up. Yeah, we have. And, you know, one of my favourite people I interviewed was Natalie Sardman. Did you have you, her on your show? No. She uh, was blown, blown up in a bomb blast and she wrote this incredible book called The Application of Impossible Things. Oh, I may have done, yes. Which was so beautifully written. It was hard to read because she was so super intelligent. It was like, I don't really know if I understand all this. Anyway, yeah, yeah. love Natalie, absolutely love Natalie. And she said something to me that really has stuck with me. So we were talking about war because she was in a war zone she was in Iraq right and she wasn't an, a naval officer or, or in the army she, she was actually a contractor working as a ge uh, geologist or some sort of technical sort of thing anyway she wasn't a soldier but she was in a car and the car had hit a roadside bomb and she was blown up she had this amazing death experience amazing I asked her if war would end on our planet and she said something really poignant. She said, the exploration of violence has come to a close. She said, if we keep exploring violence, so we're a soul who doesn't know about violence or negative emotion before we come, right? Then we come into this dense environment and we get to explore the dense energies. That's what we've come to do, to explore. And we've been souls on this planet have been exploring violence over and over and over and over. And, and so it is Groundhog Day at this point. And she said we can't expand, like we've expanded in the dense contrast with the exploration of violence, murder and um, war and murder. Right. And, but now we've reached a point where we have to move up a level and let go of the violence to actually expand more. Well, and you, it just made so much sense. Do, do you think it's, there it's were lifetimes? Groundhog Day yeah, but point. do you think there were lifetimes that we've lived this same life, maybe a little bit different before, where we didn't get past the violence, where everything was just, you know, we maybe have come into this lifetime before a little bit less awakened, but awakened to do something like this, and we, we didn't make it. And the universe has just repeated itself in its infinitive cycle. I mean, if, if <laughs> these are different. Okay. The thing is, no one's talking about this. And the reason I'm exploring this we now, are. we are because I've investigated, I've started the conversation, but I've not, it's not come from me, these thoughts. This has come from somewhere else. I'm not taking responsibility for these thoughts, right? I'm not saying I'm not powerful enough to bring them through. I'm saying I, don't, I think it was something else that's brought them through me to talk about this, right? I'm saying, I'm saying we are now, but then, you know, this is the reason for, if I do a consciousness-based documentary where it's talking about where we go, where we've come from, you know, and everything else, it's all la-di-da, the same information that's out there before, how is that serving anyone right now? I'm, I'm saying, I think to do this documentary justification, let's do something so left field and so out there that it's it's a, it's going to allow us to come up with a new imagination. What if imagination, making things up, is the key out of the illusion? Oh, well, it is. It's a creative process. But I want to tell you something else that she said, which is going to address your 
infinite parallel realities and you know I've been Kevin Moore in many different timelines there's many different versions of Kevin Moore making different decisions you know like sliding doors that movie sliding yeah. doors. so when she was dead Natalie the thing that fascinated me about her book more than anything was she was on the in the I don't know the healing room or in some space in in, in another dimension in the afterlife or in in another dimension with her buddy, she called it her buddy, like a spirit guide, but they were like best of buddies. It's like they've known each other for eternity. And then there was another person there who was kind of like a student that was watching the two of them. And I said, oh, an apprentice. And we laughed about that. She goes, yeah, an apprentice. Anyway, so she was looking at her body in real time that had been blown up, right? Yes. And with her guide, they were designing her injuries. They were creating. Her, and so they said, Let's make her blind in one eye and let's look down that timeline and see how she lives that life as someone who's blind with one eye. Let's take her hand off and see. And so they were looking at all these probable realities, versions of her as Natalie Sudman in a, you know, in a female body on earth at this time and looking down the timelines of that particular life with those decisions made. And seeing all these different streams, these different parallel lives, these different timelines, and then they came upon one that they were satisfied with and they chose that one and she came back into her body. <clears throat> now, she was on the other side for like what seemed like hours, yeah. days. Yeah. But she was literally out cold for a blink of an eye. And she right. called it the blink, the blink moment. She was literally out cold, blown up, out cold, then woke up. You know, like it was such a quick was so quick but the whole book is her blink moment she, you know and this anyway so it's That's beautiful it's fascinating. I, I, it's fascinating I have interviewed her I'm sorry I said I, I didn't know who she was I have, have. interviewed yes I have yeah. yeah oh you've interviewed everybody honey <laughs> no I haven't <laughs> <laughs> you've done you've, tr you've tried your hardest to <laughs> uh, well you know you know I tell you what I, I've got a real controversial guy coming on my show he's the interview's done and everything else and he's a channeler and he's saying to me in this interview and I love this guy that 99.9999999999 percent of, of channelers are not channeling what they think they're channeling really controversial I've definitely heard that yeah I've definitely heard that and I've, because you and I both channel, you know, I've had a bit of a chat to my guides and, you know, in Cosmic Disclosure, Corey Good talks about the oh, Anchar, go. which is the inner earth, <laughs> the, inner, the inner earth group, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And they're, they're a, so they're a race of highly evolved beings that actually live on our planet, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether you believe it or not. And apparently they're telepathically communicating to the beings that are on the surface, us. Yes. And they're sending messages and they think they're channeling spirit guides, but the messages are not malevolent messages. They're benevolent messages, but, but they're well, coming from the beings in the inner now, earth and they're thinking that they're coming from spiritual... Are they coming from know. inner earth? Now, 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 I've got Corey Good coming on my show soon. Just almost got it confirmed. Have right? you? Yeah. That's now, exciting. It, it, it is, but it, it's also a lot of work to research, right? Because I've got to get this interview right. Um, we talked about Corey Good in... And I, I've got... Corey Good as a human being, I've seen him on video, and I'm sure I meet him in life. He seems like a really nice person, and I think the way that some people have treated him recently, that's not the best way. I thought Richard Dolan's treatment of him, well, it, at least it was a bit more human, <laughs> right? Um, 
Have people treated him bad? I've not I, really tuned into that. Yeah, in some respects, because, you know, they see him as someone that's, you know, made up a story that's not true and then made money from it. And, you know, obviously the fame as well. Now, look, what was interesting about this? Oh, this, he this, hasn't made money from well, it. Well, what, what was interesting about the guy that came yes. on the other day was... Um, the deception. So, you know, if someone like Corey, and I'm going to speak to Corey about this as well, you know, is is bringing mm-hmm. through what they think they're bringing through. Are they only bringing through, because he's challenging, isn't he? Is he only bringing through that information that he's bringing through at the level that he's aware of, at the level that the beings are? Well, hang on a minute. He's not channeling. Well, he's not- well, he's not well, we say he's, he's just—he's telling you his his memory. He's—he's yeah. he's relaying well, what happened well, to him. Well, we call it that. He's not channeling. No, well, we call it that. We call it that. But is it that? Mm-hmm. We call it that. But is it that? Now, now you can say that, and I can say the opposite. I still love Corey. I still love you. I'm saying what we think. The way that information is coming through, it's 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 an illusion. And it's not what what what, it, what we we think it is, but it is what it is, and there is some truth in that. What I'm trying to say to you is that, going back to what I was saying before, when this chap's come on recently, he's come on for my show for a reason. At the pinnacle point, when I'm just about to start production for this documentary, and I've said to him as well, "You're coming on my documentary. I want you on." So I'll be going to see this guy, Carl Carl Mollison uh, from Illinois, right? And okay, so basically. The level of information that's being brought through by the 99.99% that aren't bringing the correct information, not the correct information, but the full picture, that's what I'm trying to say here. So the level at which the beings come through are at the level that they're at, at the level that their consciousness is at, at the level that whatever is at, right? But what's beyond that level? So, so basically, when they're talking about love and light and everything else, Carl's point was that if they're not bringing God through in any of their stuff, if they're anti-God, if you're not bringing God through in your channelings, then really you're not allowing the, that special something to come through. When if you bring God through on your, on your information, what he's saying is it allows, it allows, some, it allows something else to, to, to help you out and to help out in the readings. It allows another form of energy to come through that's not there, with, that's absent without it. It's the denial of what we really truly are. Now, what he's saying as well is that, that God, in a sense, is a word that's been misused. So many of us with past life that have been burnt from speaking <laughs> a truth that's different, it's difficult to even hear that word, right? He could just call it the source as well. Now, <laughs> now I said, like I said to Carl, you know, you know, what makes you right, yeah, in your truth? with the level that you're bringing yeah. it through as well, right? So yeah. I, I think what it did for me was to open my mind up again. Something I needed to hear was that whoever we go see for challenge, I've said this before, is only at the level that we're all at. So by the time I've, you know, done, you know, done my time with Bashar, or Bashir, Bashar, isn't it? Um, I better get it right for the documentary. Um, you know, then Bashar, Bashar then basically, uh, you know, I may then, you know, if, if I was addicted to Bashar in the sense of the teachings, not addicted, but it was helping me out to, to grow me, yeah? But there might be a point where I say, you know what, I've done with that now. I, I need something else. I want something else, so I'm, I'm going to somewhere else, you know? I want to address this guy's thing. I know he's not here to answer for himself, but it's all God. You know, we're not bringing God through. It's all God. I mean, what is not God? You know, there's a famous saying of the monk meditating by the river and a little boy runs up to him and says, mm-hmm. I'll give this orange if you tell me where God is. Well, and he, he says, he, I'll give you two if you tell he, me where God is not. You, you, but I also yeah. want to say something. I also want no, to say something to this. When I had my awakening yeah. process and I was massaging people and I started to see past lives yeah. and I started to read their thoughts and it was like freaking me out. I kept asking my guides because for some reason I was always connected to my guidance. I don't know why. I didn't even think about 
I didn't even think that that was strange because it was just so normal for me. I said, am I making this up? And they said, yes. And I go, yeah, no, no, I, I mean, is this just my wild imagination going crazy? Yes. Am I making it up? And they kept saying yes. And I kept arguing and saying, okay, so does that mean I'm nuts? Does that mean I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. And they said, Let, let's explain something here, Karen. Mm-hmm. You're making all of it up. You're making up that you're a massage person and you've got a person on your tongue. You are the creator of your own reality. You're making all of it up. You're making all of it up. That's you're why I'm ma- and you they kept my pounding this into me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know, here's the thing that we have to separate. We think there's reality and not reality when there's only reality in all its myriad of even imagination is reality. So, so why have so, we alluded ourselves, right, to the opinion that we're, that, so you're challenging that you're making it up. I'm saying to you, make things up and we're going to go beyond the illusion. What is the illusion? What, That's what, how we what, create. Yes, but why, why have we alluded ourselves to the illusion of the illusion? What is beyond that? Now, I've, I was speaking to someone else yesterday about what's beyond, what's beyond God. What have they found that's beyond God? And they're like, some say there's gods beyond gods. Some say it's, it's the nothingness. When I went to the edge, I saw nothing. And that, but it was everything at the same time. So yeah. now is that someone's yeah. illusion built upon an illusion to elude yourself? What really is there? I'm saying, uh, I, uh, right. <laughs> oh, but it, I know, but it gets like You're this. You're getting confused yeah, I, now. Well, I know. How, how many, how, it's, it's like Inception, the film Inception. Dreams upon dreams yeah. upon dreams upon layers upon dreams. Yeah. And even at the end of the movie Inception, yeah, you're like, well, was that a whole dream in the first place? The whole uh, essence of his life. So, so, so why are movies like that made as well? Because it's like they're pinpoints, aren't they? They're, they're little things for the people that it's going to resonate with to say, ah, okay. Now, this is a dream. This is a dream. This is the dream. So, so, but, but why do I want to be stuck in the dream for? I want to be here, right? I'm, because I, I, I put in my show all the time, stay grounded, be here now. This is fantastic, you know. Well, your soul, very inquisitive, very adventurous soul, aspect of the creator, an extension of the creator, is uh, is here for a specific reason, and that's to wake people up. You know, that's waking, why you're here. Waking As, them up from what? The dream within the dream, and then what's beyond the waking up? <laughs> you know what you you know what we're waking people up from? We're waking people up from the social conditioning. And the social conditioning comes from television. It comes from our parents. Our parents are hypnotised. Their parents were hypnotised. Their parents are hypnotised. And each generation expands a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then TV hits the, you know, hits the game, hits the matrix called life, right? And now they're pumping out these messages, which is completely conditioning humanity, absolutely like zombies. I remember I was leaving a plane one day. And the plane was stuck on the tarmac and I was standing up in a big crowd. So a lot of people sat down and they were watching the screen. And I was just watching all these people watch these screens. And I felt like everyone was a robot being programmed. And you know what? It's not that far from the truth. So we have this social conditioning that we are limited beings, that we have to struggle to survive, that we're not powerful, that we've got to watch out for cancer's going to kill us and microwave waves are going to kill us and everything's going to kill us and we're not going to be able to, you've got to work hard to get what you want and blah, blah. We're just completely conditioned. 
And then people like you and I come along with our crazy shows and we say, you know what, you're an infinite multidimensional spiritual extension of source energy and all possibility is available to you. It's like it's a completely different message. You're waking people up from the illusion of the social conditioning. <laughs> okay, now I like that because, you know, it would be nicer to be in a world you know, I yeah, it would be nice to be in a world where it's a little bit calmer, where it's not so, you know, that we're not on the edge of nuclear war and, and you know, that people are a bit kinder to each other. But at the same time, how desperate were we as souls to have those contracts with each other where, you know, you're the perpetrator, uh, I'm the victim, and I can't wait for that. I can't wait. All I wanted to go is to go back down because there's nothing better to do on a Saturday night from where I've come from, apparently, right? <laughs> So, no, so, no, no. Th th that's yeah, what have you ever forgiven someone? Let me tell you. Let me tell you a story. Like when you're hanging out in pure positive energy, right, and, and you have no contrast, I'd you be don't bored. know how good I'd you feel. I'd be bored. You'd be bored. Well, you're not bored, but you, you don't know how good you feel. And then you come into a dense environment and somebody does something to piss you off, right, really piss you off, and then you forgive them and you feel the weight of that forgiveness. Feels great. Return you back. It just it's like it's someone addictive. lifts boulders off it's your shoulders. Addictive. And that and that experience is so sublime so, that when you die you go, that was worth it. That guy beat me but, up, he raped but me, then he why, me as why, forgiving him was so worth it. But why do we want to create a world then where those experiences won't be able to happen? What you know, in this spiritual um, community This is something that I was exploring with Natalie because I we were talking about many of my relatives who have long passed now and they were in both world, world, world wars, I asked them what was the best part, you know, when they're in their 90s, I said, what was the best yeah. part of your life? Yeah. And all of them said the war was the most exciting part of my life. You know, my grandfather was in both world wars. He was blown up in a boat. He was buried Lord. for three days. And when they right. dug him out, all his hair fell out. And he was completely, he didn't even have hair up his nose. He had, he had no hair anywhere, no eyebrows, no eyelashes anyway. And he said it was so exciting. And he was buried alive for three days. And so there's like... And I said to Natalie, you know, with the benefit that that contrast and violence brings because you, you, it's exciting and you get to expand and expand, do you think that we'll continue it because it does have its benefit? And she said, no, the exploration of violence is, is finished. It's had its day. Yeah. But, and I asked my guides about this. I said, well, is life going to be as exciting if we can't, you know, be scared of being murdered right. or whatever, like that right. fear, you know, kids yeah. go to horror shows. Hollywood pumps out horror shows because people love to be scared, right? Yep. And they said, oh, Karen, you cannot imagine once you understand how powerful you are as creators and how multidimensional you are, how vast life can be without violence. You are creators and you can create anything. You can explore universes. You can explore time travel. You can meet your cosmic neighbours. You can meet those different beings that live in other planets and see how they live. There's so would, much would, would, to explore. If, if that's so, so much to explore. Now, that sounds perfect, but that sounds to me like home. That sounds like home. So who's going home? Um, and it's like making home equivalent to here. Why would you make home the same as uh, from a, d a dimension? Yes, I know how you right. feel. It's right. not like home. I've had this same question, and I asked them exactly that question. Why bring heaven to earth? When you were in heaven, you know, because when you're dead, you're in heaven, right? It's, Let's just use those Well, terms. Then, then my point, if you remember what you're going to say, my point is this is heaven. We've just forgotten. Well, it is heaven, but this is what they said. You know, other dimensions 
are not heaven. And like the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension and the sixth dimension, and the, you know, it's not the spirit side. They're still environments, although a, a higher frequency than the third dimension, they're still physical environments that like we this, can... Like this, like this. Well, they're, we're still not complete, you know, there's still limitation placed on us. That So when we die, we go back to the spirit side. Some people, it's a bit complicated, but some people sort of stay in different, focused in different astral parts of themselves. But just imagine that, yes. you know, you've said this, right? The yes. hand, yes, the hand yes, is yes, the soul. Yes. And these are your, your parallel, yes, your lives. Yes, yes. Well, you know, this is say, say the fingernail is a physical life. And when you die, you're in an astral life. And then there's an astral life, another astral life, and another astral life, and another astral life before, you know, before, because one of my other clients and my co-worker, Cyrus, he um, has the ability, Cyrus Kirkpatrick. Have you had him on your show yet? Got no, to get Cyrus no, on. No. He has the ability to deliberately astral travel. So he can lie on his couch, he can wake up in his astral body, and he has a parallel life in another astral world where he has a bedroom and a house and a job. Just and as he real saw as this. his dead mother. And yeah, yeah, and it's just as real as this. It's yeah. a physical astral world. And he. When he speaks to people in that world, he says, I'm actually astral traveling because I'm, you know, on earth. And it's actually another, it's another reality. It's an, it's an astral, he, it's like he calls it second earth because it's, and one of my friends, Nikki, who died, she was born thalidomide. She, uh, she died at 40 and, and her boyfriend came to see me for a session and he said, I'm dreaming about Nikki every night. And mm. I said, what are you doing in your dreams? Mm. And he said, we're traveling the world because Nikki was born to little mind. She was really sick and she could never travel because she couldn't get insurance. And she, her biggest dream was to travel, right? And in her astral form, he and her were traveling the world on the second earth. So they're going to restaurants in Paris and, you know, and they're going down a gondola in, in, in Venice and they're doing all the things that she couldn't do in her physical body because she was too sick. Mm-hmm. She's doing it in an astral form yes, on yes. the second earth. There's so much, there's so many levels to play with, Kevin. Yeah. There's so many places to go well, and I, things I, to explore. I, I think we're eluded somewhere. I'm going to come back to it. I think it says there's an illusion of something that even in the spiritual community, we've eluded ourselves to. And I know some people won't like that. Or they'll just think that I'm just talking a load of rubbish. Well, you know, <laughs> we said the earth was flat at one time, didn't we? Until, you know, science popped in and, you know... M- Masses like the Earth through gravitational fields are are, are severe, and uh, actually the Earth. I mean, we still got flat Earth people, on the, you know, in the world uh, as we speak. It's a popular popular thing, you know. Um, I I just think there's an illusion of something. There's a framework that's never been brought through before that we've eluded ourselves to, that we're totally unaware of, and we we for some reason we we are unable right now to even go there. And the going there may be the, the game up of what we've got now or, or another understanding of it. I think there's something else. I think to be repeating ourselves like parrots and all saying the same thing is a beautiful thing up to where the soul needs to be. I'm being confrontational and difficult here because I'm saying it's time for something else. No, I don't think you're being confrontational or difficult at all. I think you're a very ambitious fellow in that you want to push the leading edge. And I think that's a beautiful thing, actually. And I think that someone like Corey Good is doing that. You know, that's why that's why he's he's hitting so much resistance because when we think we've got it all figured out in our puny human minds, right? We think we know stuff, 
and somebody comes along with a really big story like Corey Good say I mean I remember when I read Garnet's books you know Garnet you've had Garnet you know him talking about visiting other planets that were run by spiders and they seed life on other planets and oh my god so out there and that just expanded my mind exponentially and then I had to my logical mind had to go can I really believe that that's true but what my guides keep telling me is that we're creators and we can create infinite potential we can create anything and so I have to believe that if you can think it, it's created on some level of existence because there is, there is no thing as yes. ima- imagination. Yes. Imagination is just a view into another reality yes. the, that you're not yes. currently living. Yes. And as humans, as puny little humans, <laughs> you know, with our puny human minds, we think that if we can't see it, touch it or smell it, it's not real. And that's just, you know, how limited well, is that? It's because like, our... It's, senses are so limited it's like the radio tune into different frequencies that they're there but stay on the same frequency you'll never see the others and not knowing that you're a radio or what the radio does you'll never know that that's what its ability is to do so you know we can't see what we can't see but there is you know uh, we've created you know things like the radio to show that there are these other realities if you know and tv as well um that you can tune into um you know because you know we've got the science to be able to make these things happen but reverse that back is there something conscious that's created something like you know like that in a, in a consciousness field where you can tune? You know, yeah. When it comes to Curry Good, or or if it was Garnet Schulhauser, uh, as you say, you know, if Garnet had made it big like like Corey, then people were saying the same things about Garnet. So, uh, but my thing is right about Garnet or Corey. Love them both, right? Nothing nasty against them, right? It's that what I think they think they under of their understanding of where that information is coming from. I think it's even bigger. I think it's even bigger. It's not oh, what it says. Yeah. It's not what it, it says is. in the tin. Just I, to, I agree. You know, to say that, you know, you've time traveled back and you've come back in a body. <clears throat> I don't think, you know, if you were to unravel his life, you'd probably find that that never happened physically, right? But something in some other dimension or something. Oh, Corey other, Good? You're talking you, about Corey Good? You, you, no, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying if you was with him for 24-7, you know, since he was born, you would have known that that actually didn't happen that way. But... From the perspective where he's bringing the information through, yes, it did. So what is that illusion of the perspective of information he's bringing through? What is that? That is something that I'm trying to, you know, that, that's what we you know, that's what I'm trying to allude to. There's something else going on that's illusion to, to we're so illusioned to it and it's so tucked away nicely that it will wave and say, Hi yeah, you'll never find me, you know. Um I'm saying, but to, for us to talk about it like we are, then obviously maybe it's time for something newer to come through now because not just me, not just you, there's others that are having these same conversations right now in different ways. Mm. Mm. I think with all that we know, like you've interviewed 100 million people in the spiritual arena and I've interviewed a few, a handful. You've interviewed with, a lot. But with all that I know, uh, you know, with my connection to my guides and with all that I know, I think we've not even scratched the surface. I mean, they tell me, you know, they tell me that. And how much can we, how much can we grasp? Uh, uh, we haven't even scratched the surface and of what is possible. as Because cre- this is what we are. We're creators. You know, the creator, we are an extension of the creator. And but therefore, and, and, we are creators. We, go, we create we, worlds. Unless we go past that thinking of not scratching the surface and using that as the perfect excuse to just leave it and never go deeper, we're never going to go beyond. 
And now I, 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 well, I think not scratching the surface makes you want to scratch the surface more. <laughs> like, really? What well, else does is it? it? We does it? Does it? Like, because what? does it? Because sometimes it almost says, "Come on, back to ground zero. What about that 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 fellow, that woman over there that's suffering from depression? How is any of this helping the guy that's about to slit his wrist from suicide? How has that helped him in any of his past, from where he was to where he is now, or the person suffering in whatever way they are? So I've had to think of it this way because you know you, you don't want to lose the groundedness <laughs> of it, but then again then i think to myself well yeah. maybe that's the perfect excuse again never to look deeper because by actually looking deeper it will help some of those people you know what i found though kevin when people ask me how about my journey mm. like you did on your show i think knowing the more out there concepts has so helped me be a happier, joyful person. Oh, that's good. Because the fact that I know that whatever happens mm. is my creation, right? be it good or bad, that's actually, it's a lot of responsibility to take on, but it's actually so empowering. Mm -hmm. It's not empowering when you're really, really sick and you feel like I was sick recently this winter, your summer, our winter. Yes. And at some point I said to my daughter, I think I'm dying. And she said, oh, you're not dying, mum. And I said, just shoot me now, you know, because I felt so bad. <laughs> but I created it, you know, because I, I focused in a way that had a vibrational match to, you know, taking on that disease or that, you know, that, that bug. Yes. Flu bug. But... Um, and knowing that I'm an infinite multidimensional being and, and that I live in other realms and I can speak to the galactic me that lives in another, I, I have a very strong connection with my mm. future me. Even as a child, oh, that's so I remember thinking, what am I doing now, here? Like now this is like a prehistoric that, place. That, that's a good point. Your future self, right? I was interviewing Seth just yeah. the other day through Mark Frost and Seth said to me that we are okay. a projection of our future self into this present moment now because you're, you're, you're projecting yourself here so that your future self can heal by healing the past. By making yourself more advanced now, you, you, you heal the future aspect of yourself. It's all and the past aspect as well. By going back into the past yeah, aspect, it's all connected. It's all, it's all connected. Mm. So, so that that bit you said there, I'm like, oh yes, that, yeah. that, that's interesting. The future aspect. I know I've just butted in there completely. Right. You know, Seth, <laughs> Seth. Seth is one of my mob. When I ask my mob who they are, they tell me that mm. there are too many to mention. Mm. But every now and then I ask, well, give me a come on, give me a name, give me a singular, and they have. And Seth is actually one of them. He was one of the first books I ever, I used to carry his book around in my handbag like I didn't want to let it go when I was like yeah. in my 20s. Yeah. It was like the personal, your personal nature of reality or whatever. It's a big, thick book like this and I... <laughs> it's just one of your books you're carrying me. around. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I That's love great. Seth. That's great. That's great. That's beautiful. And I know a few Seths, you know, Seth's a kind of popular name now. I know a few Seths, young guys, they're in their like 20s. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, know, it's a 30s. real name as well, yeah. And they're Seths and I'm like, every time I see a Seth, I'm like, oh, I love you already because they hold that name. I love it. They hold that. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember reading in Seth's stuff mm. years ago. He talked about how different past life, future life, other lives, it's all, we're all affecting and I never really got it. Like I just, it, it, you know, a few times I used to throw the book on the other side of the, he said that every thought you've ever thought becomes manifest. And I thought, oh, my God, that's a concept that's going to blow my mind. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the things that in we've some thought. reality, oh, in Jesus. some dimension, in some way, every thought you've ever thought becomes manifest. 
Not necessarily on this timeline, but in some timeline. Let's hope that there's a lot of love and healing sent to some of my thoughts that I've manifested. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we don't always yeah, choose the... Uh, see, that's why, you know, it, practically this whole interview just shoots back down to your work as well. And I didn't think it was going to in the sense, you know... Sorry, but, I'm supposed it, to be interviewing no, you. No, 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 but it, but it does. It does. It shoots back down to your work and the law of attraction as well. I can, I can see that. I can see that, how, it's, how it kind of leads back down to that because, yeah... No matter you what can't the... negate law of attraction. As Esther says, it's the engine of every, it's the engine of the universe. It's, the, it's why molecules stick together. It's why this computer works, because there is a force or a, a force that makes molecules attract to each other to, to work together. It's why we have bodies. It's like, but it, it actually exists in every level, every dimension. Law of attraction exists in every dimension. It's, yeah. it's why we're creators. When you're dead and you think of something and it manifests instantly, well, that's law of attraction. But when you're in this buffer of time, or does it? And you think of something. Does it? Is that the illusion? Is you know, are we when we die? Have we? I'm saying to you, I don't. Have we already that word of dying and crossing over? Well, you know, is that an illusion of of what this really is? Do you know what I mean? Do we die and cross over, or we just grow over to another dimension where it's just like this, and it really is this because it's or it's something else? You know. Sorry, I'm not trying to pick apart what you're saying. It's just when I hear those words sometimes that we die, we cross over, everything's no, manifested but, but quicker in that reality. Thing. Is it? Is it? But the, great, but the greater part of us is there already. It's like we never really die because we're never really here. The You know, the greater part of us, I, the I, soul, the I, greater part, I, is already in that dimension. I remember dimension. when I had a near-death experience and I, and I went up yeah. and into the tunnel, all these untold amounts of voices to tell me how much they loved me it was like you know so many voices i had a choice to go or not i chose not to because i wanted to, i didn't want to do that to my parents now i think about that 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 experience i'm like was that really true in some respects you know was it is that how it really is that you float up you kind of like not in your body anymore and you're going to somewhere else or is that the illusion of their reality i wanted to create because that's what i've been told but actually it's far far greater than that that was an illusion to the point where i just wanted to see it from that perspective that the, the the experience was real but it was actually it's not that i may as well just have walked through that door and it would have been more real actually that's what it's really like do you know what I mean? You know, we, we, we are addicted. I do know what We are mean. addicted to other people's stories of what that is. And has that ever really increased our truth beyond the truth that we know? And is that the reason, maybe, why we're stuck at this level right now of the masses not waking up? We've woken up, but the or have we? I don't know. Is that an illusion, right? But you know, we, we, it, it, <laughs> but, we're getting there. You're getting there, yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's it's, it's where we're, it's where we're at. Only where we're, we're at, but we, we are, we, you know, we, we, it's like religion. Religion tells me what to think, it tells me what to do, and that's what's happened with spiritual, spirituality. I shall repeat what I know as a parrot because that's easier than taking self-responsibility or creating a new idea for myself. Oh, yeah, that's I terrible, don't know. I think, you've been, <laughs> I think you've spoken to too many people that say the same things because I actually tend to speak with people that say different things maybe i just look for them but um but then again you say that uh, you say that but then there are others who will say the same thing as what your people said so are they creating the reality at that level well oh. you know here's the thing look at the seven billion people on this planet right maybe mm -hmm. there's more 
And they're all creating their own reality and they're all living very different lives. And somebody who's living a life in Pakistan is really different to mine in Sydney, Australia. And even yours in the UK is really different to mine. And someone in India is different. And someone who lives in the Himalayas or who lives in China. You know, there are so many different, there's so many different realities. And when people look at death and the experience of death, death is diverse as life because we get to create it because our thoughts create our reality. And so... We create our death experience as much as we create our life experience. And you can't say the death experience is the same for everybody because it's as, it's as diverse as the life experience. Like Natalie Sudman's dead one, you know, she's in a truck one minute, the next minute she's standing on a stage talking to thousands of people, you know, spirit people. She's no white lights no tunnels, no no family saying I love you and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was a completely different experience. Yeah. She had come specifically to do a job and when she was dead, they kind of said, come on, give us the information you got. She's downloading and they're uploading and they said, you know, you go back and she said, nothing done. And they said, no, let's, let's just remind you of the promise that you made. You know, you said you'd go and do a job. It's a, your choice. You can stay if you like or you can go back. And she's like, yeah, I did make that promise and she came back. So it's a really different experience. And she wrote the book, right, which was part of the promise. And, uh, you know, everyone's death experience is as diverse as their life experience. So there is no story. There is only other people's stories. And when we listen to other people's stories, yes, we get to experience somebody's story. It's not the truth. It's their truth. And then there's our truth. But hearing other people's stories influences our truth and expands our minds that's exactly and what I brought allows my, us to... That's exactly what I brought exactly. through in my channeled book, that, that, that it's all about your truth and, and my truth. And we've all got an individual truth that we take with us when we cross over. So I, 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 do, yeah. I, do, I do get that. I, I've just gone through a funny yeah. phase right now prior to this documentary um, of, of going... I uh, think it's going to be an exciting documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as the spiritual community don't don't lock me up for, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, going beyond the, 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 the that which is out there, and uh, you know, like the flat earthers did at one point. Um, uh, well, you know. you know, you interviewed uh, Marina Jacobi. She's coming on the documentary. And, yeah, yeah, and you and her had such a great experience. I watched that, and um, and consequently. I fell in love with her and I had her on my show because yes. of watching your interview. Oh, right. So thank okay. You okay. Thank you. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, you, you really expanded. And, and something that she said, she said when she was bringing through her quantum uh, structure and all that stuff that she brings through, she felt the same. She felt like nobody, nobody in the spiritual community was talking like her. And it was kind of scary for her because it was so different. And um, I asked her if she had spoken with Nassim Haraman. Have you ever had him on your show? No, no. Try to contact Nassim him. Har- Difficult man to contact, yeah. Is he? Oh, he'd be good. Mm. He'd be good to have on the show because mm. he's talk- he's he's out there. Mm. He's pretty hard to understand, but he's fabulous. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> well, I, I yeah. So it it is interesting to speak to people like Marina who yeah. Yeah, who, who's she, taking it she up? She shifted it for me. She shifted. She, she shifted. She shifted mm-hmm. it for me a little bit. And I, and when I had her on, mm. she awoken to me to the ideas that were always with me before. And I'm not going to say that that I'm taking her ideas and making them mine. I always, always had the question when I was younger. There's something beyond this universe. I always questioned what was beyond God. And 
it was mm. having that interview that 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 shifted me and and just reawakened what I, what I what I I knew at a deeper level. Um, we all mm. know, and yes. So thank you for mentioning that interview because it was kind of important. That was for me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, completely normal, completely sane. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Everything's fantastic. I've not lost it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, on to the next interview, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, one of the books that really influenced me when I was young with the Conversation with God books, and I remember God in that book, whoever he was channeling, calling themselves God, said, in order to be connected to spirit, you have to be out of your mind. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> that is true. That, yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's what the, the, the hard part for some people because that, that the ego doesn't let them do that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. The ego. It's, the, it's, a, it's fun to play with. The ego is an interesting thing. Yeah. 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 Well, I've had yeah. a lot of fun on your show. <laughs> I've done all the talking. I'm supposed to be interviewing you. Where are we? Seven. Oh, we've been going for about an hour. I haven't even let you get a word in edgewise. <laughs> well, no, you, 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 you have, you have, you, you, you have. I've enjoyed this. I needed this because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be into, you know, bringing you on this documentary, Come On to Australia. And it's just nice to just re, re-talk to you again and just to get the angle for you on as well. So if, <laughs> if this interview's done anything, it's, it was important to do that for me. So thank you. It's been fun. It's been, yeah, it's been a great, it's been a great energy. It's, we could explore so many things. And, um, you know, I heard you say a few times on a few shows, I've already ascended and I'm already dead and so on and so forth like that. Like I'm already, I've already in him. And it kind of sounds confusing, but I was, I was talking to star seed star. Nah, let me get it right. Light star was my last interview. Was it my last interview? Anyway, beautiful galactic channels the language of light. She channels 20 different languages wow. of light. Her guides want her to bring through 120. And she's God. like, no, hang on, guys, you know, let me <laughs> catch up here. She's amazing. She's beautiful. She was saying that all the light seeds, uh, star seeds in Sedona, because she lives in Sedona, of course, who go to the ascension classes, you've frozen for a minute, but you'll come back. There you are. You know, and they're doing these ascension classes and, and her, her partner, who's also a star seed, yeah. was saying, you've already ascended. You don't have to do ascension classes. You've already ascended. And when she was saying that, I was thinking of you saying, I've already died and gone to heaven. <laughs> so I was thinking, we've, we've done it a million times, you know, we've died and gone to heaven a million times and we've ascended a million times and and we're just re-remembering. Well, I, I, I just... We're just remembering. Yeah, and there's the potential that we've done this many times. Me and even you have done this at this particular time many times and we're doing mm. this again and I'm just trying if that is the case I'm trying to say to myself right if this is the case let's try to do it a different way because maybe the last time not wasn't so great but you know why are we still here if we're doing it again so time to do things a different way but I can't, if I find myself coming yeah. here again <laughs> I, I don't know what I'll do but you know but if that it, but that's just my truth I could be wrong I'm, I'm not crazy enough to say this is this is I'm not someone one of these people to say that's it folks there's the truth you've got to swallow it now I'm saying this is something I'm going I'm processing and if it's not true fair enough I'm just saying well what if what if, what if? make all your what ifs possibility and not limitations people say what if if I get it wrong and what if I can't have what I want and what if I get scared and what if you don't (laughs) 
what if it's exciting and what if it's fabulous and what if you expand and what if you ascend yeah just hope my fu- i just hope my future partners are right about all this <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see how i bump in well i've looked down you know when i look down people's timelines because i never read people's futures and i don't work as a medium that's going to tell you your future because i know that we're the creator of our reality and so but when i look down what i say to people when i look down one of your timelines a probable future timeline everything that you've imagined and so much more is there waiting for you as esther hicks would say it's sitting in a vibrational escrow just waiting to manifest so you know this big production company and television station and all those things you've imagined You've seen them because they already exist. You know, imagination is actually just seeing a future that already exists. Very true. I do, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And what we have to do as humans in order to allow that to become our now reality is get the ego out of the way, the ego that says, that worries, the, the, the worried mind, you know, the ego, and just pat it on the head and say, there, there, little ego, don't worry, you'll be fine. Yeah, no, I needed that. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. There's an exciting future out there for you, Kevin Moore. <laughs> you had Elisa Medhus too on your show recently, and she really holds a great affection for you too. And and I think Elisa Medhus is a really switched on woman. I love Elisa. I think she's really switched on. And uh, I can't believe I'm yeah, meeting all I these can... people in person. It's just crazy. Yeah. I know. I'd love to give her a big hug too. Because, you know, what she's done with the Channeling Eric blog has changed so many lives. It's so exciting. I, I will I give just, her a hug for changed. you. Do not worry. Our energy will be hug. one. <laughs> when are you going to the States? Uh, well, like once I've raised the money in end of September, then mid-October, I'm off to the States probably for three months, cool. probably spending Christmas over there. May, well, I th- well I, nice. I, you know, it's all up in the air. And I just know I've got a documentary to make. And that is a journey across America, uh, parts of the UK, and, of course, coming to Australia. And obviously, and we're going to be bringing on a, uh, going to Asia as well to show that there are channels in Dubai. I'll be bringing, uh, not Dubai, sorry, um, um, uh, Singapore. So we'll be doing that as well. So, so, you know, no matter what you are, you know, we've, you know, multiracial, you know, it it doesn't matter what ethnic background we're going to show in this documentary that you can all channel. So, you know. What about Japan? You're going to meet people along the way that you'll. You'll have to put in. You can't. You can't go you're, with a fixed pick, idea because you're, 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 you're going to meet. Yeah, no, that's true. You're picking up on it all right mm-hmm. now. No, that's true. That is true. Yeah. What? I said. I was just saying. Yep. Yeah, I was just saying that you're picking up on all the out- outcomes right now, and uh, that's beautiful uh, to to hit to hear that. And uh, yeah, it's gonna. You know. So if anyone's out there that's um, that's lasted this long to the end of the interview, that what you know that feels compelled to maybe you know contribute then please please do help us because we're trying to raise the 14,000 and uh, raising this money will just mean so much not just to myself but for the people that are going to watch the movie as well and I've always said if just one person watches it fine job done you know but um I think it'll be more than one person watching it but you know I that you know I stand by what I say you know it just helps with the life of one person great Mm-mm. So I'll put the link to the Indiegogo under the YouTube channel and under the SoundCloud and in SoundCloud and on my website, so people can donate if they want to donate. And um, it's like Marina's, you know, donation is like what we were talking about. We talked about when you put a price on something, when you say it's going to cost you this, you make a condition. But when you say just donate what you feel, 
you actually you actually leave it open for infinite possibility, and that's beautiful. so true. I cannot infinite agree with you possibility, more. Infinite possibility, honey. Infinite ag- possibility. Yeah. No, you're so. We I- keep freezing, so we have to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much. I've really appreciated being on your show. Thank you. Thank you. And, I, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Sydney in person as well. Beautiful. Thanks for being on the show, honey one. And I'll see you next year. 2000. Where are we? 18. 18. 2018. Blessings. Thanks again for watching another show, Accentuating the Positive. It was great to chat with Kevin, wasn't it? I hope I didn't blab too much, but it's like two buddies having a chat. I'm sure we'll have a few more chats about his amazing documentary. It really, I think it's really going to be a really fantastic documentary. On following on the footsteps of another documentary that was made about challenges, I think this is going to take it to a whole nother level. Make sure you support him. I think that it would be really good to throw some support his way. And uh, if you want to come into the Inner Sanctum, our monthly webinars, we put on a couple of webinars a month. I call it the Inner Sanctum and we get to meet people that I speak to on the show and I do some deliberate creation teachings. You can ask me questions about the universe, speak to my guides, the mob, I call them. So please join us um, in the Inner Sanctum. It's only 22 Australian dollars a month, which is about 17 US I think it's not expensive at all and what we do also is uh, sometimes at the end of an interview I'll invite people on just to meet our guests and say hi and uh, have a chat and and ask them questions and sometimes we do monthly healings or monthly manifestations we have a whole lot of fun in the inner sanctum so do join us thanks again for listening and remember if you want a private reading from me I'm also available help you find yourself and awaken you to your true potential thanks again for joining me see you soon bye for now